Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, friends. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome to another special edition of the Probo Show. Why is it special, you ask? Because they're all special. <laughs> it's like you can't have a favorite child, apparently. You know, I can't have a favorite probo. Sure. <laughs> um, a big good morning to Eugene, Bontoyerman, Vero, Pedro, and all the other people joining me live in the audience. If you want to be as cool and as sexy as those people, it's very simple. You go to twitch.tv, twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, dot TV, barra, forward slash professional bohemian that's bohemio profesional pero in inglés if you want to interact with the show outside of our live times you can do that on my instagram at professional bohemian as well bohemio profesional or you can um if you're extra special you can uh, go to the patreon and be uh, kept up to date with all the links and articles and things that i use in the show right there Oh my God, guys, do I have a special show for you today. Um, we're in today's Unpopular Opinion, we're kind of continuing a theme um, that has uh, surreptitiously awoken um, among um, among the, uh, the listeners of the show. We spoke last week about uh, binge-watching TV and um, things... The, and and it, the, it kind of came up that there is a certain stigma around TV viewing. Right, it's a waste of time. Well, we're going to deep dive into that thought today with today's unpopular opinion, which is the stigma around watching TV is outdated. El estigma en torno a ver la televisión está desactualizado. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, debate today um of course we have 100 humans coming up in the second half we'll ask them to name something in your home you probably turn on <laughs> every day you know and when i say turn on i mean entender <laughs> not the other thing not the phrasal verb <laughs> not turn on as in how do you say turn on natch calentar no poner caliente mm, si calentar mm. all right Dude, you know what I mean? I don't need an elf today. I'm on fire. All right, um, and today's Complete the News. We'll find out what an American politician or, yeah, what or who an American politician thinks um, Satan is using to re-elect Joe Biden. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Stay tuned for the second half, folks. But right now, I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Let's see what people are saying in the chat, shall we? Vero says, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe and beyond. Um, a big hello from Eugene and BTI. Pedro's with us. He says, good morning. He's driving. Be careful on the roads, Pedro. Gemma's with us. Good morning, guys. Carmen, good morning, dear all. Oh, it's nice to see the gang all here. Here's the bridge. Good morning. Sorry if I'm... If my letters stick, <laughs> more spell, spell, um, yeah, poor spelling coming from, uh, coming from the bridge in three, two, one. All right. Anyway, let's get into the news today, shall we, guys? I'm here. You're here. Let's find out what's going on in the world. Um, where do we start? It's a difficult one today because most of the news stories kind of, uh, yeah, I try and include at least one interesting, funny news story. It was a bit of a struggle today. Let's get into uh, Google, shall we? We all know Google, the parent company Alphabet, owners of Google, the world's most popular search engine, getting into the world of artificial intelligence. A Google update reveals that artificial intelligence will read all your private messages. Actualización de Google revela que la inteligencia artificial... Leerá uh, todos, tus, todos tus mensajes privados. Google. Haven't you been infringing our privacy enough, Google? <laughs> really? You need your little AI robot to, to do it as well. Really? So Google has announced, by the way, this is coming from uh, Forbes.com. Google has announced a significant AI update for Android that will enable its AI named Bard to read and analyze users' private messages. 
This AI integration aims to improve the messaging experience by understanding conversations, context, tone, and relationship dynamics, and customizing responses accordingly. Uh, the, excuse, what? <laughs> why does the, uh, why does Bard need to do that? And if so, why does Bard, why, why do they package within these updates little malicious kind of things that go contrary to our privacy? Why? Because if they were to ask us individually just this question, would you mind if our AI goes ahead and reads all your private messages? Well, guess what, friends? You might say no. Mr. Cruthando with us, he says, well done, Google. Yeah, exactly. Well done, Google. Well done for once again proving that the big tech companies don't care about our privacy. You know? If you're wondering what the product is, you know? If you ever wonder with these tech companies what the product is that they're selling, friends, the product is you. <laughs> you, you're the product. You know what I mean? The clients, well, then who are the clients? Well, the advertisers that use their platforms, friends, those are the clients. And we, our time, our attention, our information, our data, yeah, that is, um, uh, those are the products. Now, let's continue with this piece of news. This AI integration aims to improve the messaging experience, they said. Anyway, however, this raises significant privacy concerns as it involves analyzing context within messages that are usually protected by end-to-end -end encryption. Wasn't that the idea of end-to-end -end encryption? Meaning that no one in the middle could read our messages? Uh, just uh, his, you know, <laughs> Google, you're in the middle. <laughs> so, you know, Another aspect of privacy involves the processing of messages requests too bad in the cloud with data stored for 18 months while Google asserts Bard's um, analysis will occur on device, there are apprehensions about potential data misuse or leaks. This development marks a shift in smartphone privacy and presents a challenge for companies like Apple, known for prioritizing on-device uh, processing for privacy. Would this make you... Here's a question, chat. Would this idea that Google's AI is going to start reading all your messages... Would this stop you from buying um, buying an Android phone? Because let's face it, the only other option, <laughs> the only other option right now, the only other viable option is Apple. And you have to remortgage your house to buy an Apple phone. Ooh, we need more competition in tech, friends. Espe uh, at least in um, mobile operating so uh, systems. I think Linux, Ubuntu Linux, I don't know if you've heard of Linux. It's kind of like the red-headed stepchild of the um, <laughs> of the operating system community. But Ubuntu was once in the um, in the in the game. Windows was once in the game. It seems like now there are only two options: Apple, iOS, or Android. Uh, and you know, seems like neither particularly have our best interests at heart. Anyway, let's move on today. Um, let's get into this. Some more worrying news from the world of ecology, this time for our friends in the US. The majority of America's underground water stores are drying up, a study finds. Woo. La mayoría de las reservas de agua subterránea, subterránea, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to the tildes, guys. Um, de América están secando, según un estudio. This is coming from The Hill. Um, another uh, quite a good publication. Um, tends to sway politically to the right, but they did hate Donald Trump, so I don't know where they, are, where they stand now. So here we go. A recent study has found that over half of the aquifers in the United States are rapidly losing water with about 12% experiencing an accelerated decline in the 21st century. Um, well, we've spoken at, at some length, right? Um, for those international listeners, I know there are many, many of you. We produced a show out of, um, out of Madrid, Spain. Southern Spain has, has been in experiencing what has been described as the desertification. Desertification, I think you'd say in Spanish, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's nodding. All right. So the desertification of um, uh, of, uh, of Spain's south coast. 
So it'll be um, it's it's interesting and quite worrying for um, for you guys in the United States. Sorry, someone's sending me messages. I wish I could turn off this damn um, thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, it's worrying for you guys in the states because um, all over the US, you guys like us, like in Spain, are crop producers. Well, every country really. Let's get into this. This loss impacts not only the US um, food system but also affects millions of people worldwide. The study, which highlights both the challenges and the potential solutions, points out that the depletion of these underground water sources, primarily driven by agricultural demand and reduced rain and snowfall. While the situation appears dire, with aquifers supporting major agricultural areas like California's Central Valley and Arizona's farms being heavily affected, the study also notes successful efforts to replenish aquifers, such as in Tucson, Arizona and New Mexico, through strategic water management practices. Less rainfall, less snowfall. Can you believe there are still people denying that climate change is happening? Like, I will, again, I've said this many times before, I will debate anyone on on the cause. You know, even those people who say, it's cyclical, the Earth's cyclical thing, man has got nothing to do with it. I will debate you from now until the end of time. But I won't even engage in an argument as stupid as climate change isn't happening. <laughs> and there are people out there that believe that. You know, I put those people... In the, um, in the same pigeonhole as I would put flat earthers. <laughs> so just in case you're out there saying, nothing's happening, nothing's happening here. You know, um, Uncle Rob thinks you're exactly like a flat earther. All right, let's, um, let's move on. Final piece of news. A little bit more lighthearted. I wish my friend Chusky was joining us in the chat. People addicted to sex tend to have more difficulty in controlling their emotions when upset <laughs> just in case you know i see you over um <laughs> overindulging in a little bit of anger or upset when you're um when you're feeling down just know that i'm judging you let me get into that again las personas adictas al sexo <laughs> tienden a tener más dificultad para controlar sus emociones Cuando están molestos, and now Nachi's sending me bloody archives as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Nachi. I see what that is, and I, I wanted those. Um, so, people addicted to sex tienden a tener más dificultad para controlar sus emociones cuando están molestas, um, según un estudio. So, people who are addicted to sex have struggle controlling their emotions when they're upset. So, just in case you listen to the show, and you get angry. <laughs> Just know, know what we're all thinking. Uh, a study has found that individuals with compulsive sexual behaviors often characterized as sexual addiction struggle with more, with more with regulating their emotions, particularly when upset. These individuals exhibit higher levels of anxiety and avoidance attachment traits and are less capable of accepting and clearly understanding their emotions. Um, compulsive sexual behavior now recognized as a, dis as a distinct disorder by the World Health Organization involves persistent sexual thoughts and actions that significantly impact personal and professional life. <laughs> the, so the, there was a study. There was a study done. Is this not the most unnecessary study? <laughs> I think, you know, it's obviously gonna go hand in hand if you have a sexual like addiction that you're gonna have struggle you're gonna struggle um not only with impulse control but also with um <laughs> controlling your emotions but thanks guys the study involving 100 and no 915 us participants revealed that such behaviors are closely linked to difficulties in managing emotions. With the strongest associations found in non-acceptance of emotions, impulse control issues, and a lack of clear emotional understanding. The findings suggest that addressing emotional regulation difficulties could be crucial in interventions for compulsive sexual behaviors. Um, Eugene says, I can control my emotions pretty well in any case. That's good news for you. If you're out there 
and you found find yourself, guys, if you find yourself getting upset easily, you're easily triggered. Um, perhaps you um, you're finding it hard to control your impulses. You know, you're, you're finding it hard to control those emotions. Just send a quick email to radio I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, the other day, you know, I've been getting a lot of heat natch from um, from Izzy because she listens to the shows and she says that I paint her like like she's a tyrant. Um, on the advice of my lawyer, um, I will just say this. She's, she's a wonderful person and she's not a tyrant. <laughs> Ruby said to me the other day, she says, my boyfriend doesn't listen to my show and it's so annoying. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Ruby. You're lucky. <laughs> um, climate change has been taking place since day one. The problem is that the speed has accelerated in the last 100 years due to human action. Yeah, I would agree with that, Vero. I would agree with that. But there are people out there who think, you know, that man isn't involved and it's just a secular um, uh, action of the earth. That the earth cools and warms and, you know, it seems, it, for whatever reason, it's um, it's cooling quicker. I personally think um, humans have been involved in that. Um, a lot of people don't, and you know, I can, I will willingly debate those people. But what I won't debate is that, you know, I won't waste my time debating someone who just doesn't think it's happening at all, <laughs> because that is just ridiculous, you know. All right, let's um, let's move on to today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Okay, what is an unpopular opinion? It's a brain fart. Un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental. I share it with you on my Instagram. You guys vote there, but the real decision makers are the amazing people joining me in the chat right now. Okay, so let's get into it. Today's unpopular opinion is the stigma around watching TV is outdated. El estigma en torno a ver la televisión está desactualizado. It's outdated. Um, you remember, you would watch kids uh, TV as children and your parents might say something like, oh, you know, you'll go blind. Or maybe it was something else you were doing when your parents said that. <laughs> um, your eyes will turn square. You'll get bad eyesight. It's bad for you. Watching the TV is a waste of time. You know, we've all heard that at some point in our lives. But how true is it? Is that stigma earned or is it simply, you know, a little outdated in in today's panorama of quality TV production? Let's get into that right now. So, um, um, the people on Instagram, how do you think they voted? Natch, true or false? Mm, false. Um, so, false. You think people do think that it's, you know, watching TV deserves the stigma. Mm, they said... True, Natch. True, true, true. 72% of people said true. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised by that as well. So let's um, get into some pros and cons. As always, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they provided me with some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. Modern television offers a wide range of high-quality content, including educational programs, documentaries, critically acclaimed series, and culturally significant films. This shift from traditional, lowbrow entertainment to diverse and sophisticated options undermines the old stigma. Um, I think there's quite a lot of truth to that. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's not like TV now is the same as TV 20, 30, even 40 years ago. TV now, we, we see cinema directors and movie actors participating in TV series. We see a quality and a quantity of documentaries like never before. There is education, entertainment and information to be found um, on the TV. Um, but for the want of looking, my friends. Let's continue. Cultural and social relevance. TV shows often address important social, political, and cultural issues, fostering awareness and conversation. It becomes, it's become a medium, not just for entertainment, but for enlightenment and social connection. It's true. It's often an element that is quite um, forgotten, 
not something people publicize, but something that is ever more present and ever more in the mind of TV producers. And that is the social cohesion um, that is created by, um, by a lot of TV shows. The idea that people would sit around after the show and talk about it. Theory craft for um, the next episodes. Um, how have TV producers gotten into this trend? The after show, friends. The after show. Um, if you don't know what the concept of an after show is, it's once the episode has aired, there is usually, um, of the most popular TV shows, another TV program where experts and perhaps stars of the TV program will talk about the episode as a TV program. Do you know what I'm talking about, Natch? Have you ever seen? Oh, wait, Richard's just come in the studio. Jesus Christ, I've got bad timing today. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see what people are saying. True, TV and how people watch it has changed a lot throughout the years, says Vero. Carmen says, I'm afraid to say this depends on your cultural context. TV in Spain is rubbish, so the stigma is still going on. But TV in France, for instance, is much more, is much different. Um, in that case, I would say true. Let's continue with the pros and cons. Um, television, especially with the advent of streaming services... Uh, has become more accessible to diverse audiences, offering a variety of contexts that caters to different interests, languages, and cultural backgrounds. True. It's true, like with the advent of Netflix, well, any kind of streaming service. When was the last time you watched a Korean um, TV show, friends? <laughs> I would dare say one of the first times was probably Squid Games, right? Yet we're all a little bit more enlightened on other cultures around the world Thanks to um, thanks to TV. Do you think your average British, American, Australian person knew anything of real substance about Spanish culture? You know? Don't you think, I'm sure that I know all of you criticize. I, I loved the first couple of series, uh, Casa de Papel, in, in English, Money Heist. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, it's not much Spanish culture in that show. But um, it's certainly better than the idea of bullfighting and castanets, right? <laughs> it has made us a more multicultural world, funnily enough. Okay, let's continue. Learning and information. Beyond entertainment, TV series as an important um, serve as an important tool for learning and staying informed. Offering news, documentaries, and educational programs that can be engaging and accessible, and accessible than other forms of media. It's true. I mean, yeah, education and information on TV is not only unique in the fact that it's, you know, offered quite often as as a, a fringe benefit of renting or, or um, not renting, what am I talking about? Of engaging with um, a service like Netflix or HBO. But often they're of a higher quality than we would have got many years ago on public service broadcasting. Eugene here says false, at least in Russia, is just 90% propaganda. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's get into the, um, into the cons right now, saying, no, the stigma of around watching TV is still relevant and um, still makes sense. Despite the availability of quality content, television is often consumed passively. This passive consumption can be seen as less beneficial compared to more active forms of engagement like reading or interactive learning. And it's true. It's, it is true. If you really want to learn something, I think still think the best way to do that is to read it. Whether that comes from quality publications, or from books, or from, you know, even quality online um, uh, resources. Interaction is key. Passively just consuming media. I tend to feel it goes in one ear and it comes in one ear and just goes straight out the other. Okay, screen time concerns. With growing awareness of the negative effects of excessive screen time on physical and mental health, including eye strain, sleep disturbances, and reduced physical activity, the stigma may deserve or may serve as a cautionary reminder. It's true, right? Don't they say you shouldn't use your mobile phone screen two hours before going to bed? I mean, there's a reason for that, friends. I mean, <laughs> and not only in terms of um, in terms of TV, like I'm talking about any kind of screen use. How often, how many hours do you, Natch, spend in front of the television? Mm, not many, apart from football. 
I don't see anything else. In a in a in a week, would you say? In a week, maybe four hours. That's not too bad. So your primary source of entertainment is on your mobile phone, right? Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, content quality variability. While there is high quality content available, television still includes programs that are considered lowbrow or unproductive. Here, making the point of reality TV, obviously. And final point in the con column excessive tv watching can lead to social isolation it can replace more active social interactions and physical activities some interesting points there we'll get into um, further debate in the second part of today's show um but what i want to know friends is your opinion what do you think is the stigma around watching tv outdated Mm. You'll tell me in the chat, friends, while we go to a quick commercial break. Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with the Natch and I, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing out there, friends? You're listening to the Probo Show live at 9 a.m. Uh, how's it going? If you just tuned in, what did you miss? We uh, we took a look at Google. Ah, Google, who um, last year or, or very recently anyway, removed the motto, don't be evil, <laughs> from, from their company. Um, yeah, apparently their uh, new update has revealed that AI will be reading everyone's private messages. Thanks, Google. Go to hell. Um, We found out that the majority of America's underground water stores are drying up. Worrying. Are we looking at the desertification of the the northern United States? Just like it's happening here in in Western Europe. Um, uh, And then finally, we looked at quite an interesting and obvious uh, results of a study that found that people who are addicted to sex... Um, have more difficulty in controlling their emotions when upset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, friends, uh, let's get back to today's unpopular opinion, which was uh, the stigma around watching TV is outdated. El estigma en torno a ver la televisión está desactualizado. Hmm. Um, and what do you guys think? Let's take a look in the chat. Eugene, um, joining us from Russia, says that 90% of the TV he consumes in, in Russia is just propaganda. Um, Vero, sympathizing with him, says, I guess Russia and China are more politically controlled. It's sad. Um, Russian and Chinese TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's continue. Mr. Cruzando says, nowadays... There are so many shows on TV and so many options. There are high-quality shows and rubbish ones. And you can watch, even watch TV shows on demand. So it depends on the type of show you watch. Watching TV, if watching TV is worth it or not. I would agree with that. Carmen says, probably TV you pay for, but public TV? She's saying it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree. Spanish TV sucks. <laughs> Public TV. Um, it really does. It really, really does. In fact, I didn't realize how lucky we were in the in the UK when in, until I went back to, for Christmas. And there really is some still some quality programming on the BBC, Channel 4. Yeah. Uh, let's continue. Vero says, ah, um, okay, yeah. Uh, Vero says, ah, Kyle and F- Chris Frank... Any kind of spies, I love that cunha. Yeah, that was Tino. El Pajaro made that uh, cunha, and it's really good. Yeah, by the way, guys, there is um, a Vaughn trivia night coming up. I'll be there um, on the, is it the 8th of February? I can't remember now. Just listen to the ad. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's um, let's dig in a little deeper to this. I did get some messages on Instagram with regards to uh, this topic. 
Nina writing to us again says, honestly, the whole TV is bad thing is is so last century. <laughs> My God. With streaming, we're not just watching, we're learning and exploring new tech. Okay. Derek says, I think that TV's changed, but nothing beats a good book. True story, Derek. Uh, Layla says, TV is cool if not um, if it's not excessive. I like documentaries that raise awareness, but binge watching, um, that's not so good. And Raj joining us again says, in my view, TV brings families together. Um, like for our movie nights, it's not just watching, it's bonding. Hmm, interesting. I actually never considered that. It's true, it's bonding within the family unit. I guess that's, um, you know, the side effect of living alone. <laughs> So let's um, uh, let's dive a little deeper into this, shall we? Um, the results of the poll, you guys have voted. I have those results here. I'm not going to tell you right now. What I will say is, okay, so why do we watch? Why do we even watch TV? I would say it's for the three things that um, the three first remits of the original TV stations, the public service broadcasters. We watch it to be entertained to be informed, and to be educated, right? And I think back before TV on demand, ironically, years and years ago, when this stigma was really, um, uh, really more of a thing, you're watching TV, that's a waste of time. I think when, when we had that stigma, TV was actually probably better for us. Sounds bad, but I think it's true. Why? Not because of the content, because arguably there's much better quality content now. I think it's because we ourselves have control of what we watch and when. <laughs> I am an idiot, friends. I know if you're just tuning into this show, you're thinking that's, we know. All right, I'm an idiot. So if you ask me what I want to watch, I will watch shows about fishing in Alaska, gold mining, <laughs> and buried treasure 24 hours a day because I'm an idiot and that's what motivates me. You know, other people, you know, more cinephiles will watch, you know, Marvel movies all day, every day, Simpara, you know, without stopping. Other people, perhaps fashionistas, will watch documentaries about fashion and nothing more every day. Are we really expanding our knowledge on with on-demand TV? I don't think so. I think what we're doing is scratching an itch, getting what we want rather than what we need. And let's, don't even get me started on TV news, friends. TV news where everything's brought to you with some kind of narrative, with some kind of ulterior motive. Yeah, sadly, you know, I would love to say, because I'm in the business of making TV, I would love to say, oh, guys, so wrong. TV is so, it's, it's so angelic and beautiful nowadays. But really, it's not. And I think the main contributing factor to that is, is us the viewer. We the viewer um, are deciding what we um, watch at what times. Do you remember what it was like when you got home on an evening and you sat, well, on an evening after school and you sat down and there was kids entertainment until five and then there was the news. So you had to stick around and watch the news. And then there was a documentary after the news. So you watched the documentary because it was the only thing on TV. And, you know, even though we may not have wanted to, we experienced culture that wasn't necessarily something we wanted to watch, but maybe afterwards appreciated. Thinking um, particularly about a show in the UK called Horizons that kind of kicked off a fascination with physics and science for me that I never shook through my whole life. And thank you to the, thank you to the BBC for airing that show in a time slot where I was sat in front of the TV and had to watch it. The idea that we subscribe to Netflix and we just binge watch Stranger Things and do nothing better with our time. Or, you know, or we love sports, so we sit there like Natch and we just watch the football. It's the only thing we watch. Of course, if we are the ones in control of our, of our consumption, we, you know, what we watch isn't going to be that fulfilling. And now I understand it's true. You, my friend, my dear listener, you're the person, you're the exception to the rule, right? <laughs> you're the one person out of all of us, and I include myself. You're the one person that watches just the most highbrow educational content. <laughs> you know, you access different opinions from your own. 
You know, even though you don't particularly like to know the know about history, you f struggle through a history documentary. I know you're the exception to the rule, but most of us will watch what interests us and nothing more. What we want rather than what we need. Do you know what you guys said when I said the stigma around watching TV is outdated? It's, um, how do you say outdated? I said it before in um, in the chat. Let me see. Desactually Thado, you said... 67% true. What's your thoughts on this, Natch? Would you be a true or a false? What did you say? You said false, right? I would say false, yes. Yeah, you think it is a waste of time. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you because I know my own TV viewing habits. You know, I do, you know, okay, I do engage with a lot of educational content. I really do. But in those moments when I want to kind of switch off and just passively be have my eyes filled with garbage, I'll watch reality TV. And then after the reality TV show, we watched a show called The Traitors. Have you ever heard of it, Natch? In Spanish, I think it's Los Traidores. I've seen the Spanish season. It's great. <laughs> well, I just finished watching the UK version, The Traitors. And after it, I watched the damn show. And then I watched the after show, which was just people talking about the show they just watched. <laughs> That's a sickness, man. And I know you're not all like me. You don't have a fascination with... Um, with reality television, <laughs> but um, uh, but it's true. It's true that most of us. I'm not the. Um, I'm not close to the exception. I'm more like the rule. I feel jealous of your TV shows. You guys living abroad, says um, Carmen. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. In England, they they enjoy a better standard of public television than maybe here in Spain. That's just my opinion. Uh, the Oracle agrees with me, says Eugene, as do I. Look, friends, look, I think I would say false as well to this. I think the, but I think the main problem with TV is us, not the programming. Um, and guys, you know what Grandpa Bo would say about my opinion? He would say opinions, friends, they're like buttholes. We all have one. <laughs> they all stink, including mine. Let's uh, move on to today's 100 Humans. Oh, my God, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name something in your home you probably turn on every day. Name something. <laughs> I've just seen a message from Izzy. I can't read it on the radio. A lot of swearing. She's listening to the show. <laughs> Okay, uh, name something in your home you probably turn on every day. Turn on Encender, dirty people. I can't count how many people said my partner, my husband, my wife. <laughs> turn on, not Calenta, Encender. Okay, let's see. Um, thank you to Carmen, Pedro, Vero, um, Gemma, Nessa, Ravdos, Ana Kassan, Pilar, that's all folks. Raz, um, Izzy. Rafelka, Dave, Oruperti, Emily, and CJ Barbas for interacting on Instagram. You guys rock the block. Okay. The wife, says Dave. That's my cousin, Dave. If you're listening, cuz, thank you. All right, let's, um, let's get into it, shall we? All right. Um, uh, as always, we turn our attention first to the Natch. Something you turn on in your home every day. What do you think, Natch? The lights. The lights. The lights. Interesting. Interesting. The lights. Gemma agrees with you. Gemma agrees with you on um, on Instagram, Natch. The lights. So does Rafelka. Um, so does Emily. The lights. Is the lights there? Yes, it is. Well done. Second most popular answer with 34 of 100 humans saying you turn on the lights every day. Okay, Eugene here, thinking out of the box. He says, a tap. Grifo on grifo. A tap. And I'm going to give it to you. Well done, Eugene. You turn on the faucet in the US, tap in the UK. Um, uh, grifo um, here in Spain. A tap. Well done. Guys, you're killing it. Uh, Carmen says, a computer. Carmen joining us live in the chat. She says, a computer. Something you turn on every day. 
Is a computer there? Yes, it is. Well done. Woo. You guys are on fire. Well done. Jeez Louise. Yeah, a computer is there. Two of 100 humans says a computer. Hmm. Um, Mr. Cruthando, speaking directly to my English soul, my blackened English soul, says a kettle. <laughs> Maybe a thousand times in a UK household. A kettle. Un calenta aguas. What was it? A kettle. Yeah, the, I said to Terra the other day, and Bridge said no. It's something else. Un calentador de agua. Calentador de agua. Okay. Okay, is a kettle there? No, it's not. Jeez! Where are you people coming from? <laughs> of course a kettle. Once a day at least in my house. When I get home, after a stressful day in the office, I'm going to have a nice cup of tea. <laughs> All right. An oven, says Eugene. El horno. An oven. Is it there? No, it's not. What the hell? What the hell? Carmen says a microwave. Microondas. Is a microwave there? Yes, it is, Carmen. Well done. <laughs> microwave is there with with three of um, uh, of 100 humans saying it. It's in fifth place. Who said oven before? Eugene, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. Stove is there. Well done. When I say stove, I think of la vitro ceramica, you know, the thing on top. But, you know, it's part of the oven. Why the hell not? In the interest of moving through the section. Well done, uh, Eugene. Oven, I'll give it to you. Um, Vero says, the radio. Something I turn on every day. A radio. Should be. Is it there? No, it's not. Oh! You know what disgusts me, Natch? The fact that kettle isn't there, but microwave is. You know these people are just boiling water in the microwave like animals. <laughs> Sorry, Gemma, if you're there. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. A coffee machine says Eugene, not there. Seems I didn't forget to turn on my brain today, says Cameron. No, you're killing it today. Um, uh, Vero says a computer. We've had computer. It was there. Well done. Carmen says, obviously, a TV. A TV. Obviously, the, the topic of today's unpopular opinion. Is it there, though? TV. Yes, it is. Well done. And Carmen, it's the number one answer. <laughs> okay, well done, well done, well done. All right, television is there with 49 of 100. TV was more popular in answer than lights. Just imagine the 100 humans huddled around in the dark watching TV. Okay, there's one answer, not obvious. It's not obvious. It's a robot helper in your clothes, in your home, that you use to um, clean clean something that is a, a daily use item. It's a, you use it to clean something. It's not clothes. It's not um, a washing machine. But it is, you know, it is um, a tool similar, used for cleaning uh, something you probably, or things you use every day, if you're lucky enough to have one. Yeah. <laughs> In my house, we used to call it grandma. I'm lucky enough to actually have one now. The house that I rent has one. What do you think it is, Natch? Uh, dishwasher. Is it a dishwasher? Lavavajillas, right? Oh, Natch. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> True. Never. Had. Do you have a dishwasher, Natch? Yes, I do. Oh, dude, I want to. I want to marry mine. Can I marry my dishwasher? I hate washing the dishes. I just hate it. And it's it's like the worst thing. It's gross, getting slimy fingers and crap. Oh, and the elves that live in the dishwasher. I don't know how it works, Natch. I'm assuming it's powered by elves. Oh. They make life just that little bit sweeter. Eugene said a vacuum cleaner. Sadly, not there. All right, let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name something in your home you probably turn on every day. In position number seven, we had dishwasher. Lavava, he asked. Well done. In position number six, computer. Two of 100 humans said computer. In position number five, we had microwave. Three of 100 humans said the microwave, something you turn on every day. In position number four, 
oven or stove. Well done. Five of a hundred humans said that one. In position number three. Um, we have water here, but obviously a tap or faucet in American English, grifo in Spanish. In position number two. We have lights. You turn on the lights. Hmm. Come on. Uh, Vero, a little bit late to the party, said lights there in the chat. In position number one. The final answer. Well done to Carmen. Television. As always, as always, a clue there in today's um, unpopular opinion. Television. Well done, guys. Let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. Okay, you beautiful live audience. There's, I see a lot of people watching, Natch. There is a ton of people watching, but only five participating. For those of you who are lurking in the shadows, friends, this is your moment to shine. This is your moment to step out of the shadows of lurkerdom and really make an impact on today's show because we are in complete the news. I'm going to give you a real news headline uh, this time from twoparagraphs.com i'm going to give you a real news headline but i'm going to leave out some important information your job is to fill in the missing information with the three options i give you you'll very quickly get the idea carmen says lucky you who can turn on a dishwasher every day no lucky you who who has a dishwasher yeah <laughs> I've only like I've only rented two places with a dishwasher in the past, and both times I appreciated it. It's the only thing I get a Christmas card for, Carmen. <laughs> Dear dishwasher, have a lovely season. Kisses. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's the news headline: GOP, the um, uh, the Republican Party, a GOP chairwoman says, like um. Uh, Presidenta del GOP? I don't know. A chairwoman of the GOP says, Satan, Satan, I think you say in Spanish, right? Is now using blank to re-elect Joe Biden. Hmm. Presidenta del GOP. I'm not sure president is the same as, as chairwoman. Presidenta del GOP dice que Satan ahora usa blank para reelegir a Joe Biden. But what or who is it? Is it A, is Satan using video games? A, videojuegos. Is it B, Taylor Swift? <laughs> because let's face it, that level of popularity, <laughs> there's some kind of deal being struck. Is it, is it Taylor Swift? Or is it C, Marvel movies, películas de Marvel? A, B or C. GOP chairwoman say Satan is now using blank to re-elect Joe Biden. A, B or C. If you were to guess, Natch, what would you think Satan is using? Uh, Marvel movies. Yeah, those Marvel movies. <laughs> not, like, not like back in the day when there were angelic pieces of content. Now, Natch, did you see Echo? Made me angry. Well done, Satan. You win. <laughs> You've not seen Echo, right? Yeah, no. I'll tell you, the, the one thing that's great about Echo is the is the title music. It's awesome. By the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, great tune. Great tune. Okay, let's see. The chat is... Ooh, the chat are tied. Let's see if there can be um, a tiebreaker here. You say Marvel movies, C. Um, and the chat is tied between B and C. Okay, we're just looking for one more answer. Um, so you think it's either Taylor Swift or Marvel movies. Look, I'm telling you, there's definitely some demonic force behind Taylor Swift's success. <laughs> I don't know for sure. But I mean, is the music that good? All right, let's get into it. The chat says, the chat can't decide. It's between B and C. Natch says C. So Natch, if you win this, you beat the chat. Here we go. GOP chairwoman says... Satan is now using. The answer is B. Taylor Swift <laughs> to re-elect Joe Biden. Satan using puppeteering Taylor Swift. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Oh yeah, this coming from twoparagraphs.com. 
Uh, Candice Taylor, the GOP chair of Georgia's first congressional district and former Republican primary candidate for governor, has made headlines again with her criticism of Taylor Swift. Hey, leave Taylor alone. (laughs) Poor thing. She's only worth $1.2 billion, I read yesterday. She's not. (laughs) Oh. You know, she's dating um, an, uh, an American footballer now. Someone, I heard a statement saying, look, uh, this guy, I can't remember his name. He got a, th- a $70,000 bonus. No wonder Taylor Swift um, uh, is dating him. I'm like, Taylor Swift is worth $1.2 billion, idiot. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe look in the other direction. Taylor doesn't need no man. I thought AI says, um, uh, <laughs> said uh, Eugene, AI would have been a great answer. So here we go. So she's again criticizing Taylor Swift following the Kansas City Chiefs victory, which led them to the Super Bowl. Have you ever been interested in American football, Natch? No. No, no. me neither. It's like rugby played between two teams of motorcycle messengers. It's like if you're really invested in the game, take off the helmet, my dude. I shouldn't actually say that because there's been like controversy around concussions and stuff. It's just like, don't dress like a superhero if you're going to play a sports game. Just say. Anyway. Um, Taylor accused, oh yeah, she accused Swift of working with Satan to re-elect Joe Biden and destroy what's left of America. There you go. There you go. This lady thinks Taylor's evil. I can neither confirm or deny, friends. All right, guys. Well, what one hell of a show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. All of you uh, joining me live on twitch.tv um, forward slash professional bohemian. I will post all the links to all the news that we've used on the show in um, in my Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. Um, and yeah, catch me on Instagram. Also professional bohemian uh, to interact with the show and all the content outside guys. So many things you could have been doing today, an infinite number of things, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch. And let me tell you something, guys, it means the absolute world. I will see you on tomorrow's show. (laughs) 